1: Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Wisco. He's your host, James Rapine. It's time to get into keys of the game as the Bengals take on the New York Jets, who are apparently, supposedly an NFL football team, and they are an NFL football team. The Bengals will have to take it seriously, Uh, but that doesn't mean I can't talk a little bit. That game is going on on Sunday. Today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast brought to you by McDonald's. I really liked what you mentioned yesterday, 41 burgers and 11 fries. Oh, wait, no, that was a score involved. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, But today, today we're going to focus on the upcoming opponent, the New York Jets who do present some challenges and there are some areas for sure that I will be watching specifically some matchups that we'll be looking at specifically, but overall I'm going to repeat what I said before the YouTube music played. For those of you watching on YouTube, I I truly believe that this is a game where the Bengals should do to the jets what they've done to the lions and, and what they did to the Ravens. I guess it was 17, not 11. That's, that's my bad. But, uh, The point is, yes, it's a third-row game in a three-row game stretch. Yes, any given Sunday. Yes, Ryan Finley's Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. But regardless of all of those things, this team is so much better than the Jets. And the Jets have a guy named Mike White starting at quarterback. This should be an impressive game, and I hope it is.
0: Well, and the other thing that goes into this and, you know, you knock on wood here, but Chris Evans was the only one who didn't participate on Thursday. You know, they're not dealing, the Bengals aren't dealing with major injuries. And so if you're do- doing it that way and you're looking at these two teams and talent-wise, one team's up high, one team's really low, and there's no injuries with the team that's that's much more talented, and they're probably getting Khaled Kareem back. He hasn't been activated, but I would expect that to happen before Sunday's game. It's just another piece, right? That maybe could help Trey Hendrickson off the edge. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like the the odds that the Bengals, you know, there's a reason they're ten and a half point road favorites, and it, it, that's wild, you know. Yeah. And that's according to BetOnline.ag. And, and there's a couple factors. One, Zach Wilson getting injured. I mean, there's yep. some, that that is a drop off. I know he hasn't played well. It's a huge drop off between him and like anytime you say Mike White, I think of my guy James Flight White. Okay, the former University of Cincinnati basketball player that played in like 04, most of our listeners uh, either don't remember him or they don't care about the Bearcats because I'm a Bearcat, I mentioned him. Um, So yeah, this is a game that they should handle. And there are some things, though, that I think that we we mentioned, I forget which game it was, Jake, where it was like a get right game. I don't know if it's a, a get right game because the Bengals are right right now, Yeah. right? They're trying to win three straight but it's a clean it up game. And you know, one area that I I think they could clean up and we talked about it burrow. He's on pace for 19 interceptions. How about we have a turnover free Sunday and, and and you can still throw your three TDs. That's good. Joe. How about no interceptions?
1: Yeah. I think that would be really uh, something that we would like to see. Right. And and they're kind of YOLO interceptions lately. Like, Mm -hmm. He's he's really trying to make a play and he's kind of picking his spots, right? Like, I don't know if he throws it up to the, you know, in the direction, the general vicinity of the back pylon where Marlon Humphrey picks it off because he doesn't get it to the back pylon. If it's a seven point game or something, or if the defense mm-hmm. has been struggling and it's just like blow for blow, maybe you just throw it away there and take the points. But I think, you know, he even talked about the the confidence in the defense, but absolutely that's something that you and I have talked about. The The one nitpick or, or flaw for Burrow's game right now is the proclivity to throw the interception that needs to be cleaned up.
0: Yep, and that's one thing that Brian Callahan talked about on Thursday.
1: That's him, too. He said the
0: same thing. We turn the ball over too much. You know, he's thrown. It makes him irritated, but, you know, he's probably thrown more interceptions this year than he's thrown in any point in his career. So uh, those things can be cleaned up. Some of them aren't his fault. Um, every interception usually has a story, but uh, just the overall number is not where obviously he would want it to be so uh, those that's part of the factor in some of these things where we've not sustained drives as we turn the ball over in no spots um, but as far as what he's done and what we put on him and how much he handles it's been really really impressive um, he can handle so much information and so much volume of, of defensive information and offensive information and where he knows what to do with it and to me, that's the most impressive thing about him. That's what makes him so so unique. Um, but I'll say if you had to pick one thing right now, just the, the, some of the interceptions, again, not all been his fault, but that would be it. That's Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. And the the thing that he said after that that I didn't include in that clip, Jake, is the throw, the Marlon Humphrey interception. That was his goal. Like that was the read that they planned. They practiced that. And Joe, I think told Brian and, and the rest of the coaching staff, like, yeah, the blitz got there quicker than I was anticipating. <laughs> so he, he got rid of it and and wasn't able to get it to that back pile. I guess that's where they wanted it. You know, they wanted it in the corner of the, the back of the end zone.
1: Yeah. And if that's what they want, then I think they need to not put Samaj P Ryan over there and have him run a not threatening little hitch route. And it's not like yeah. never run hitch routes with Samaj P Ryan, but the route comes off lackadaisically and the quarter that is responsible to the defender, I don't know if it was a corner that was responsible for Mar- for, for Samaje Pirine's right on that play, just immediately sinks off it and goes with Chase because he doesn't care if you chuck it down to Pirine. And, you know, they'll they'll take that every time over getting beat over the top uh, uh, to Chase. So the that's one thing. The other thing is, uh, and, and JT O'Sullivan, I think, pointed this out in his QB, uh, the QB school video breaking down Burroughs game against the Ravens if if that's your plan that you can slightly alter your drop back to give yourself a little bit more of a base. So get a little bit more vertical and instead of, you know, necessarily drifting off toward the right, which puts your right tackle in a bind, which is what happens on that play and, and really having to fall off as you throw, if you get a little bit more vertical in your drop, instead of so much horizontal to the right, then there's a chance for you to get your, your back cleats on the ground when you throw, instead of throwing it completely, all are and and missing, yeah. you know, too far in the field and and too far off that pylon, which he ends up doing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, you know. And those are the things that we've seen Joe adjust to. And look, he's on pace for I, I like nineteen point four interceptions, so you round down. But uh I would be shocked if he finished with nineteen. And I did look it up because he's on pace to break, like, shatter the the yards record and the touchdown record. He's on pace for forty one touchdowns. The Bengals. Touchdown records and franchise records, that wouldn't be nineteen. Wouldn't be their interception record. Assayasen did it. Ken Anderson did it. Palmer and Dalton both threw twenty. So that that part is kind of crazy. That because I thought he might break all three right and be on pace for it, but he he's not.
1: It's it's a bit of a different era as well, like where where you you have to monitor interception rates in in given years and that sort of thing. Like back when Ken Anderson was playing and Ken Riley was playing, there's you know a a lot more interceptions in the game because you you can be a lot more physical with those receivers for one in in those different rules and the game only continues to benefit passers more you now have this strike zone where you can only hit them in a certain spot and so you know maybe some former hits that are now getting called pass interference or interceptions and those plays are getting erased so things like this might be lowering the interception rate a little bit but all of this to say is we're nitpicking a Burr who's been playing really well. I would like to continue to see him manage the pocket well. And this is one place where I think the Jets can actually impact the game. So maybe we start to talk about some of those ways where the Jets do present some challenges, even with you know guys like Mekhi Becton, Carl Lawson, uh, and, and LaMarcus Joyner on the IR. There are still some players on this team where I want to see the Bengals perform well against some of those players that can create problems, uh, especially in the trenches. So we'll go there next.
0: But I got to tell you about McDonald's because like Jake said at the top, today's episode brought to you by McDonald's. They've been proudly serving communities for more than five decades since 1965. And it's always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where win or lose teammates gather, maybe after Friday night high school football games or basketball games, maybe Saturday cross-country meets, and you're going to get dependable Wi-Fi, endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. It's a one-stop shop for anything you need for all ages, whether you need dependable Wi-Fi, whether it's as simple as getting a Happy Meal for your child or you know your best friend's kid if you're on babysitting duty, you can get it all at McDonald's. So check them out right now. Stop by your local McDonald's to refresh and refuel and as always, Jake
1: Lisco and I are loving it. You know what else I'm loving? This matchup in general. But <laughs> like I said, th- there are a couple of things that the-, the Jets can do that the Bengals will have to account for. And it starts, as Bengals coaches have alluded to, with the defensive line, Quinn and Williams, still a good player, uh, especially as a pass rusher. Uh, John Franklin Myers I talked about a little bit yesterday on the crossover he's a guy that you maybe haven't heard as much about who's been pretty productive for the Jets playing edge and a a guy whose name I can't pronounce is their other good interior defensive lineman Fatakasi, I think is the last name Uh, but I'm not going to try on the first name but this defensive line particularly the interior defensive line even without Carl Lawson still does present its challenges is what I'm getting at especially for Uh, a couple of guys in Trey Hopkins and Jackson Carmen, who were still looking to take a step and, and kind of catch up and, and we're looking for a bounce back game from, from Jonah Williams on the other hand. So the trenches are still somewhere despite the five and two record, despite the success, despite Joe Burrow, navigating the pocket. Well, it's still something that we're paying attention to. For sure. I mean, that's on the list of
0: concerns, That's probably it, right? The interior defensive line of the Jets going up against this interior. How does Jackson Carmen look? Can Trey Hopkins uh, continue to inch his way back to his pre-injury self? And uh, Dan Horde asked Joe Mixon about the front four on Thursday and Mixon kind of went out of his way to praise more than just the front four of the Jets.
2: To be honest, they front seven is solid. Uh, They they got four monsters on the D-line. Um, the linebackers are, I played against C.J. Mosley. He a dog. Um, I don't know Quinn, Quentin Williams' brother, but, I mean, he a dog. I think he a rookie, but, I mean, he he be making plays. Like, he's a playmaker. Um, you know, they got the guy from Florida, and he, he's been a monster in, in the tape. But he, He's been hurt, but, I mean, I know what they have over there, you know what I'm saying? And ain't nothing gonna be easy. Like, we know what type of game it's gonna be. We we didn't been in that position to where we're owing whatever, but at the end of the day, we coming into a dog fight. So with that being said, we know what we're gonna get from them, and we're not gonna just go in there sleeping on any team because of we know what these guys are capable of. So we got to go in there, you know, right off the back, and uh, you know, go and attack. And then right after of that, we just got to keep on going, playing complementary football things take care of itself but uh like i said we know a team that we're going up against and trust me we're not sleeping on it. i i think
0: jake that the that's such a key because if they do and it's not even get off to a slow start because that's happened a lot this year especially offensively but if they just take the jets like oh mike white never heard of them this you know this should be a breeze. Well, then they could look up in the third quarter and it could be a game, and you certainly don't want that if you're the Bengals. You want it to be the other way, where it's the third straight game that we're talking about Brandon Allen throwing touchdowns, or you know, like he did a couple weeks ago, or at least getting snaps like he did last week. So, it's uh, it is good to hear that that Mixon says, yeah, we're not sleeping on him, but I need to to see that on Sunday more so than because it. I think it would be easy to fall asleep having the Jets sandwiched in between at Baltimore and Baker and the Browns potentially like this is the the time to sleep. And so we'll, we'll see if the Bengals are wide awake or not.
1: Yeah, I think I'm allowed to sleep, but it's good to hear that Joe Mixon isn't sleeping, right? <laughs> like I'm going to talk a little smack because like I'm looking at everything and I'm saying, I don't see how the jets hold up. Just like, I don't see how the lions hold up, but again, any given Sunday. Right. And so that's why it's good that you have guys like Joe Mixon who are like, oh yeah, no, uh, we, we know what we need to do we i think they've had their trap game too like they they had their wake up call i think like going into the jacksonville game you and i were talking about it i think we both felt pretty similarly in that game where yes trevor lawrence is there yes they they have some skill players on offense but it was such a mess from a coaching perspective from an execution perspective from a results perspective from from jacksonville that turns out to be this really competitive game because they find a way to attack the Bengals and, and get out to that early lead. And so to your point about the the slow starts, well, maybe this is an opportunity to write that ship, right? Because one of the reasons Jacksonville stays in that game is because the Bengals' first half is about as bad as it could be. And, and it gives Jacksonville some life. And instead of being a game maybe where if you go up 14-0 or you're 14-14 at halftime, and then you have the second half, you have you're not sweating it down to the Evan McPherson game-winning field goal and, and instead it's a little bit more comfortable. So much like the Lions game, I'm looking for things to again be comfortable this week and, and controlled throughout the week to again continue to assert your dominance and show and keep up the the pace of being a good football team, which mm-hmm. is something that we're all believing at this point.
0: Yeah. It, that's, that's the thing is good teams. Like if the Bengals were experienced and used to being five and two, you know, I, I don't think anyone would be worried. And I don't think many people are, but you're not really worried about the the trap game. There's no real discussion of it because they've been there. They've been, they've shown they can handle the success. This team, I think what they need to draw from and Mixon alluded to it there, they're used to being the jets. There are a lot of guys that have been one in five and looking up and, You know, not much hope, and you know as recent as last year, like we we've mentioned a ton, and how brutal it was last year, especially post Burrow injury, and so all they have to do is remember how hard they were fighting then to realize, okay, well this Jets team they're still gonna because Mike White, you know what he's playing for? His NFL career, (laughs) that's what he's playing for on Sunday, and so that's if if your guard is down. Even against someone like that, who I admit, I don't know a damn thing about. Zach Taylor scouted him. He told me that on Wednesday. So there you go. There's one little fun fact. Um, it's uh, it's dangerous, and you're playing with fire a little bit. And by the way, their backup, it's so funny I, to think about. Um, I was listening to Dan Horde. Their backup quarterback is Josh Johnson. So Josh Johnson, Bengals legend Josh Johnson, the Josh Johnson that's been, I, I think, on Uh, Dan said 14 NFL teams, either in training camp or not. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those, man, could you imagine if Josh
1: Johnson gets in the game, gadget plays (laughs) old friend, old friend, Josh Johnson.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't believe he's still kicking around. I I wouldn't have been surprised if you would have said 16, that he's officially played for half of the teams in the NFL. I guess he's not quite there yet, but he might get there still. Uh, The other thing that I want to talk about while the Bengals are on offense is, and uh, John Butchko, the Locked On Jets host, talked about this with us a little bit yesterday. The the Jets' young corners, Bryce Hall and Michael, Michael Carter II, have actually been a bright spot to some degree for this Jets' defense, and I don't think that either are of the quality of, you know, a Marlon Humphrey, but... Stokes, the the Packers rookie, Eric Stokes, uh, the the former Georgia Georgia corner, you know, was okay-ish at times against Jamar Chase. You know, he had a better game against Jamar Chase, probably, although in many many fewer straight up man snaps than than uh, Marlon Humphrey did. So, I'm interested to see what the Jets do in the secondary. Do we start to see teams, you know, just cloud Jamar Chase the whole game and say, "Hey, T." Uh, hey, uh, Tyler Boyd, we haven't seen you for a few weeks. One of you other guys co- come beat us. And, and do they play two high safeties and say, hey, Bengals, you, you, you run the ball against, you know, Sheldon Rankins, who they picked up in the offseason. He hasn't been great, but he's somebody I was interested in the Bengals going after and Quentin Williams and Shaq Lawson and John Franklin Myers and our, our front seven that Joe Mixon just praised. So uh, interested to see how teams may be adjusting. Robert Saleh is a good defensive coach. And I want to see if teams try to take away Jamar Chase. And if they do, I want to see how the Bengals answer that call.
0: Yeah, by the way, hey, Jets, and I'll just give Robert Salah, here's a little advice. You're supposed to be this great defensive mind, and maybe you are. I'm not really mad at you or anything. But how about you double-team Jamar Chase? What is wrong with these NFL coaches? I get it if you have a Marlon Humphrey. Rookie schmookie. There's no way I'm going one-on-one against Jamar Chase because he just – like Joe Burrow for like three weeks has been like, at some point, they're going to stop putting him in single coverage. And, like, at some point, and so when that happens, I, I'm actually curious to see when that happens, what the Bengals do offensively. Right. And, that's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, like in adjusting. And so that's what this game could be is, like, a no interception, Boyd gets going, Higgins makes a couple contested catches, and Jamar chases on the side like he was a couple times in that record-breaking season in LSU where he's like, I'll look at Justin Jefferson over there eating. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to enjoy the, this triple team here.
1: And, uh, and look, look at my teammates scoring a touchdown while you're worried about me. <laughs> and we have seen teams try to do this and the Bengals have been at times, you know, a little bit slow to respond to it because it's boring and you have to be patient and you have to take what they're giving you. And everyone's like, no, don't take what they give you. Force them to give you what you want. And that's just, uh, <laughs> that's just not how it works, uh, in, in the NFL. So we'll see how that goes. Very interested to see how that works out coming up next. James, we'll talk about the defense a little bit. I want to see them keep it going and keep those clamps on. And well, we'll see if they can do that against the Jets coming up next.
0: Yeah. But first I got to tell you about built bars and and I got one right here. Uh, This box is empty. I have more in my kitchen, but uh, look, uh, I've had some say, well, how does locked on talk about built bars and McDonald's? And it's pretty simple. I'm going to tie it all together for you because it's exactly how my diet works. And it's why I love built bars. It's called balance. And these are the number one protein bars on the planet. You're talking about great taste, high, high protein, low calorie, low sugar. And so that way, if you're snacking on these and in these built Bars, I have this cookie dough chunk one here. If you're you're listening, you can obviously see it if you're on YouTube. If you have that for a snack, then on that road trip on, on my way home from Pittsburgh or on my way home from Detroit, or maybe even in the airport. Uh, when I'm making my way back from Baltimore, guess what? I don't feel as bad about having, you know, a burger from McDonald's or fries or something like that. So check out Built Bar right now at builtbar.com. Whether it's coconut, the cherry bar, see raspberry, mint brownie, which is my main go-to, cookies and cream, or one of the limited editions like the cookie dough chunk. And when you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Again, get 15% off with promo code LAC15 at BuiltBar.com.
1: Well, James, the defensive line has been very good for the Bengals this year. However, I'll say this. This is an area where uh, the PFF grades anyway have the Jets pass blocking and run blocking graded like significantly higher than the Bengals in the top 12 or 13 of both categories. And so I hope that defensive line is still on the built bar plan. I'm sure they are. They're very, very strong, large men. And uh, they, they've generally been having their way with opposing yeah. offensive lines. And yes, I know Mike White will be quarterbacking the Jets. And I think there's probably a fall off there, even if you're not the biggest fan of Zach Wilson and what he's done to date in the NFL. But Elijah Ver, Tucker, Connor McGovern, George Frant, George Fant, and morgan moses have all been pretty solid on the offensive line so even without makai becton here's another fun litmus test for this bengal's pass rush they just had five sacks last week many of those of the coverage variety but they played very disciplined quality Mm -hmm. football the the rush and retrace idea that has been discussed a little bit john sharon did a great video on sam hubbard's game over at cincyjungle.com so again, this week, it's not a Lamar Jackson threat. It's a run the arc and get to this young quarterback kind of game. It's a confused this young quarterback kind of game. And this offensive line has been playing pretty well this year, at least according to PFF. So I'm going to be interested to see how those guys play because there are some threats on the outside too. And the skill players aren't bad, but put it all together. And it's not a terribly impressive sum of parts. So the defense still needs to play well, but it's kind of the opposite of Detroit where there's a quarterback who has been okay in the past when he's had weapons. And then in New York, I think, you know, you have some of those weapons, Elijah Moore, uh, not Denzel Mims who who's the starting,
0: James starting Crowder, wide
1: Corey Davis, Corey Davis, Corey Davis, the, the big, deep threat kind of guy. And, and Michael Carter, a pretty good running back, good young running back. And they just don't have the quarterback. Right. And so it's kind of the yeah. opposite of Detroit that way.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Crowder, Crowder might be, like, I don't know if Mike Hilton can consistently guard Crowder. Crowder's a really good slot receiver. Like, there are a lot of teams that should probably try to trade for him uh, at the deadline. But, you know, I'm no NFL GM. You're right. that Some of their skill guys are a threat. And I kind of saw the vision. You know, you build around a young quarterback. Well, now you don't have that quarterback. And something that I've been really impressed with with Luana Rumo is how the defense kind of changed for Lamar Jackson and, and, you know, was able to do that uh, after playing a more traditional Quarterback in Jared Goff, who yeah he didn't have weapons, but you, you don't you wanted to see how they guarded a you know a T.J. Hawkinson and went on the road and did that and they handled business, oh, well, can you go back to that and and not only that can you confuse this quarterback because like this to me five set game last week this could be a five turnover game where you just force a ton of turnovers and you put some heat on them and you're hitting him and, and you have a scoop fumble and Akeem Davis-Gaither, who's been this close to like three different uh, turnovers this season, finally gets one. And, uh, and Jesse Bates, by the way, no interceptions yet. Maybe that changes on Sunday. So there are, uh, th- that's the thing. Again, I don't think this is necessarily a get right game, but this is a game where and the defense has been so damn good. It's hard to, to nitpick, but maybe this is where they break out and really bust open that, You know that plus minus turnover wise by having a you know a five
1: turnover forced game and and zero turnover turnovers on the offensive side and i'm looking for them maybe it's not even breaking out just to continue to do what they've done very well this year right and Mm -hmm. and just continue to play well continue to play disciplined football and and you know we'll see what lou annaruma breaks out in this game does he get creative with the fronts and Get into his bag, as as they say on the Twitter streets these days, and or or does you know yeah you know, do what he's done all year and and continue yeah, to I do it you well. Say that, yeah, do What's what they say <laughs> you, on the Twitter you've streets?
0: You've done you've done the gritty and said get in his bag it, within a four day span. I just want to point that out
1: there within a ninety six hour span. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I'm I'm You're up hip. on the times, man. I'm with Ooh. it. I stay up. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, where, where, I, where I, were well, we?
0: No, I got you. I, I want to give you one more thing that I, I'm like excited to see. I'm excited to see Khaled Kareem. Like I, I thought he was coming on. You were higher on him. I think this off season than I was. And then he comes in to the preseason was a little dinged up. Then he plays and he looks really, really good. And what a shot to the arm it would be if he's shot out of a cannon against opposing quarterbacks and can contribute as an edge rusher. I'm not expecting him to be, what Joseph Osai was hopefully going to be, but can he contribute in that way? Hopefully, we uh, start to see and get the answer to that on Sunday.
1: Well, and I think like that was when people are like, "Oh, what does what does Calla Kareem do that Kareem Hodge, not Kareem Hodge, uh, Darius Hodge, Darius Hodge." Does it do, man? Chicago Cowboys and and Kareem Hodge and up up with the times, bad with the names. Keep going. <laughs> it's been a rough week for me for names, like the entire week, I think. But that was the context we were having that conversation with. People on Twitter were asking, you know, what why what has Kareem done to earn a roster spot instead of Hodge? And I'm like, he was a pretty good player last year. He's a fifth round rookie. He's going into his second year. It's reasonable to expect that he might be a little bit better this year and. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a a great point. I am excited to see him. I hope he gets to play. I hope, you know, first off, he's activated, which is certainly the trend. But if for some reason he is not ready to go, then he's done for the year because you have the three-week window. And then if you can't get activated after that, after they've designated you for return and you've returned to practice, you're on the IR for the rest of the year. So I think every reason to expect that that Kareem will be activated, that's the, the signal that we've been getting. And yeah, just like you said, James, I'm excited to see him get out there and show what he can do and show that he can be a rotational piece for this team that has really kind of been down on edge Rusher depth, like Wyatt Ray has been fine and and uh, Cam Sample has been fine. Yeah. But this is still an area where you and I have talked about potentially looking for deadline help.
0: Yeah. And so you start to get that answer. Hopefully, like I said, he could be activated. And then we'll see how good he is or isn't. And honestly, unless he just crushes it, whatever he does Sunday really shouldn't impact how they view the trade deadline. I don't think, because even if he does play well Sunday, well, it's still not like you're like, okay, well, here's our answer against every defense. Right. So, um, but it's still good to see it regardless. And so hopefully the, it's a good answer. And uh, with that, is it prediction time for me at three and four or do you have anything else real quick?
1: Yeah, three and four, you better do it. Or I think that the question is, do you think they'll cover the 10 and a half points?
0: No, Jake, I'm taking the Jets in this one. I yeah, think Mike uh-huh. Flight White.
1: <laughs> Everybody just turned off the podcast. We just lost 7,000 listeners.
0: Yeah, I, look, um, there is a scenario where it's close, right? So the interior of the Jets defensive line has its way with Carmen and Hopkins. Uh, those skill guys get going. Hilton can't guard Jameson Crowder. Elijah Moore has a break, uh, you know, breakout game. The defense is just sloppy. It's just hard for me to envision all of those things happening. One might, right? Jameson Crowder could have hundred yards or the interior of the Jets defensive line might slow down the Bengals offense early, but are they all going to happen? The answer is no. I think the Bengals roll. I think Joe Burrow kind of sets that tone of yeah, we're, uh, we have a lot to do, including blow out this bad Jets team that has a guy named Mike White, who I've never heard of, play quarterback, and that was me uh, paraphrasing uh, Joe Burrow. So I'll take the Bengals in a blowout, 31 to 13.
1: Covering like, yeah, oh, by, yeah. by quite a bit. There you go. Uh, good quarterbacks win, great quarterbacks cover. Does that Joe's does been, that good that. Yeah, he been good at that. Yeah, he's been good at it, that.
0: It's great, great, speaking. great teams cover, but teams. yeah, either way
1: not quarterback. You know what? I'm just going to attribute it to Joe burrow because really what is this team? If not Joe burrow, we're, we're a great team. That's true. And we have never not covered. I think, does that make sense? We we got you covered five times
0: a week. So subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, we haven't mentioned this yet, Jake, since it's the end of the week, I'm going to uh, make sure you give us a five-star review, you know, wherever oh, you're, yeah. you're listening. So, uh, uh, more people can find us because, uh,
1: yeah, we, we want to be found. If reviews are an option, which I think is iTunes primarily, please do leave us one of those. Like Jane said, we really appreciate that. And we do read them from time to time. And uh, we're competitive. We're trying, to, we're trying to stay on top of this lockdown chart, and you're the only people that can make that happen. So we do appreciate you for listening. We'll be back on Sunday after the game. We'll have your post-game takeaways and reactions to hopefully – a six and two bengals team until then bengals fans who and have a good one is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast